You're listening to the music podcast with Dave and Neil. The music podcast with Dave and Neil. Hey everyone, welcome to the music podcast. It's Neil here. We are out of Vienna People Studios in Annandale. And I'm joined by uh, two very special friends and guests, uh, Morgs and Tucker from Fundamentals. Guys, welcome. Yo, yo, yo. Um, we share a, a, a cute little bond because it turns out we all live in the in the same area. We're actually hey. all walking distance from this studio. You guys apparently walked here as well, right? I think we are circle around this. Mm. Really, it's right in between all of us. Yeah. This could be the, and I didn't even realize there's a donut shop right here. Close by, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, let's do it. That's yeah. my new local. Uh, what, do, what do you mean? Guess where we are. Guess where we are. Guess. I mean, the people that are listening, <laughs> listening to us. You're like... <laughs> yeah, Tucker lives at uh, 133 Parramatta Road, if anyone wants to visit him. 133 Parramatta that's Road. A, that's a lie, but no. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, on my case. What do you guys make of the studio? Everyone's um, usually fascinated with the, with the shit that Mike has in here. Yes, this is the first time we've been in here. I didn't mm. even know it was here. It's amazing. It's cool. It's awesome when you see people's little nooks and crannies and they've built such like a beautiful space with it. You know what I mean? Mm. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous, really. Yeah, I want like something the, like this. The bedroom. <laughs> it's always super impressive when you got like the glass. You can see into the control room. It's like, oh, boom, I can see him right there waving at me. See? <laughs> he can hear me as well as see me. It's yeah. like we're in the same room, but... Why not? Well, every time I, I bring guests in here, I think they kind of just assume this is my studio. And right. they're like, oh, is this like a 35.2 mic? I'm like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. Ask Mike. <laughs> is it Mike? Are you kind of, is, he, is he waving? Is it Mike's mics? These are, these are Mike's mics, yeah. Right. Nice. The new business stand, Mike. Think about that, pal. Um, I'll talk to you after the show. Guys, congratulations because the album I Love Songs is out. So congratulations. How do we 100. feel about it out in the world? Yeah, excited, excited. Mm. Another uh, lap, lap, lap around the country, I suppose, after this. And um, yeah. Album number five. Album number five. Damn. Mm. I mean, I spoke to you off air. You uh, have been doing these these listening parties. And um, the first one you did was in Blutes Bar in, in Fortitude Valley. Um, that's where we did the, the Big Sound podcast. How have these, these, uh, these listening parties gone? Yeah, it's been awesome. For our last record, we did a similar thing. It was like a, we basically got these gallery spaces and put up heaps of pictures and like played the record for people. This time we made like a video zine and so we were just playing like this footage of, I don't know, just the images of all the songs on the record. It's We've put a lot into the art for it. But yeah, basically it's just us doing a shin gig. Press and play and drinking beers and hanging out with people. So it's been it's been really intimate because we're doing bigger shows and it's harder to do meets and meet and greet mm. and all that. So this was just a way to touch base with people that were interested. I yeah, I feel like every night is different too. Like <clears throat> with the last one, it was cool because they had the artwork to look at and they had headphones to kind sure. of... So there was kind of a lot of interaction. People really could kind of like move around this kind of interactive space, whereas we're kind of the interaction this time. Mm. So um, it's a little more pressing with us kind of being, yeah, just kind of on it all the time and, and you know, giving people a lot of your time and stuff, but it's also super cool. But, yeah, you don't really know what to expect every night with these. I think also fans don't sometimes 
don't know haven't been to things like this there's a lot of young kids who are like i've never been to something Mm. like this and um i suppose it's it's new for us too in some ways where it's like i think sleeping on sleeping on your star we did um the listening party when you were living at my old house and it's just like you know, us and 15 friends playing yeah. it on the worst sound system you've ever heard. Sure. Yeah. Heaps loud and getting drunk. Yeah. So, you know, now it's kind of like it's everything to do with it. It's just evolving and it's super cool. Mm. As far as watching people engage with your music, do you suss out these motherfuckers? Like if someone's not singing along, if someone's not bop along, do you just like go get that guy out? Get him out right fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah, I think we're talking about that before too. It's like everyone's very nice in there. Like I suppose a lot of the people that are coming are fans. Totally. I don't think there's many critics going, oh, listening party, eh? Okay, well, yeah. I'll go and, yeah. you know, give these guys You should do that, what Kimmel does where he does that lie stunt where you're like, oh, did you love that song, uh, Hamburgers and Bread? And then we're like, oh, I love that song. Yeah. Get that fucking guy out. <laughs> yeah. Liar. No, that, that's that's really cool. Totally. But um, what I love about this album, I, I have checked it out, um, and I'm a big fan. Um, it's you know, it's it's in the fucking title. It's it's very love inspired. Um, hey. <laughs> what what was behind this? What was the I guess the desire to to release such an album with such a strong theme? I mean, um, our last record came out only last year, and for some reason we just didn't stop writing mm-hmm. and. We, I guess with the songs that just came out for me initially was just like I must have done back to back like three or four love songs because I was, I don't know, I was just on that topic. And um, then my dad called me. This is how the title came about, I guess. My, sure. my dad called me up and we don't really talk that much. And he was making a comparison between like the angst in the society that we are in at the moment and the angst in society when he was kind of like around Vietnam and people going to Vietnam and whatnot. And mm. he was kind of saying that around that time, it reminds him of now as well because there's just this huge alternative wave happening. So like for the first time in his life, he saw a lot of people back then, I mean, like with earrings and haircuts and punk and all that. And these days we've got a huge alternative wave on the internet like millennials and whatnot. Anyway, like he was saying, that's a, res- that's a response from a society that's full of kind of angst and worry and fear and that. And so when you look at the, like the news and media at the moment, there's not heaps of positive stories. Mm. There's heaps of positive stories out there. You can find them. You can find heroes without capes or whatnot. But mm. like the media doesn't really push a lot to the front. And... He was saying as well, like back in the day, like a lot of his, he was a musician and a lot of people that he was making music with, you know, the ones that went really well weren't really overly political. They were the, one, they were the ones who were writing love songs, bringing people together. And that really struck me quite hard because I'm like, because we've been political, not in all our songs, but we've definitely been, there's been a lot of commentary on social media oh. and we've thrown ourselves at causes and that stuff. And that'll never change. But just conceptually, I was throwing that around in my head and I'm like, yeah, like, why don't we? Why don't, I've already got these love songs. Why don't I kind of flesh it out and bring it to the boys and just kind of play with this concept? And it ultimately is like, let's give the media no credit and not talk about any world politics for a second mm. and just hone in on the dynamic of connecting one on one with another person. Mm. And so, just exploring that, I guess, um, became the the theme of the record. And I love songs just came out of 
the other fact that whenever we make music, you know, there's just so much, so many different genres in our music. Like mm. it's hip hop. So wherever the sample comes from, you kind of have to blend that vibe in, that genre into the genre of hip hop, I guess. Mm. And so it's just a play on words, I guess. Like there's a love song narrative there and um, and I love songs because I just love music. It's it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, especially with, with media and the negative attention, you know, obviously Donald Trump is, is in every fucking story i think the biggest story right now about him is his mushroom dick like this is this is suddenly news and that's really interesting that you mentioned that you know that it's just let's stop talking about that and like they're comparing his dick to toad from mario kart that's the that's the metaphor have you read this stormy Stormy daniels came out she was like it was small but not freakishly small but it's thin and then yeah has a big like it, she said, it's the most unusual looking I don't know, one. I don't know if it was Stormy who came up with the Toad reference from Mario yeah. Kart, but like I got it immediately. I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. Sure, yeah. that makes sense. So, um, so for me, that makes me think that <laughs> they've put that out because Trump's somewhere else in the world doing something hell gnarly. Yeah, and they're trying to like divert our attention, yeah. which could be hell, like you know, well, if you're doing conspiracy fucking, theory of me or something, if you're doing but, something like, crazy dodgy and awful, sounds... like take the hit. Yeah, I've got a small deck. Let me keep doing <laughs> this thing over here. Like that's probably what he wants. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like when Tony ate an onion. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like he was trying to sign like a trans trans Pacific like crazy trade agreement. Yeah, you know he was taking our minds off it. So yeah. Exactly. I don't want to pay any of that shit any attention anymore. Mm. I just want to pay attention to the fact that like, I have lost connection with heaps of my friends because of social media. Mm. And be, and it's taking all my attention thinking about what the fucking dick of Donald Trump looks like. I actually like. kind of feel like that's almost positive news. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's a- amongst all the negative stuff, that's, like, that's one of the more positive Yeah, things. That's a good, that's the positive story. <laughs> well, all, we all seem pretty happy about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I, it was actually because I think there was a, there's, surprised, there's a really. show on Netflix actually that uh, was like talking about social media and kids and there's like a stat that like a, a millennial today will consume more social media and in one hour than the last generation did in one week because you know the, there's newspapers and magazines it comes out when it comes out for us it's like when you're bored you get your phone out you look at Instagram you look at Facebook so that is it's fucking crazy to think about how heavily influenced we are and you're constantly been dominated by negative news right yeah and you know we as we are media makers like we make content as musicians and the amount of thought that we put into i'm looking for the right word but you know like the way i like to write my music is like i'm trying to say something that you want to hear in a way that will be communicated effectively mm. so yeah not only are we seeing heaps of media but it's been the the intention of that media that we're seeing has is trying to brainwash you. Mm. You know what I mean? Even if it's subtly, but like your subconscious is picking up on all this stuff. Like, mm. for instance, the blue light in Instagram and Facebook, those blue colors that actually activate your brain to make you more alert so you can read what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's pretty creepy. vicious stuff, really. It's yeah. creepy. That is creepy. Mox, how did you guys react when, when Tucker came to you guys and said, hey, I have these... What four or five songs specifically about love? Were you guys really Morgan was to that? Morgan was making the beats for yeah. it? I <laughs> think you have questions about it. No, me and um me and Tuck started the record a little bit before Jesse um started writing, and yeah, we weren't really 
saying, oh, we'll write it out. We're writing an album or whatever. Mm. Duck was just like, he either had an idea or I had a beat and or we'd just link up and make something. Like we don't often, I don't know, I can't speak for you, but I don't often sit down and go, oh, I'm going to make a beat that is like this and I'll construct it like this. I kind of, it's more free flow and I'm, I just mess about with sounds and I'm just kind of looking for something. So I'd be, obviously must have been listening to a lot of R&B music and, mm. and stuff and it kind of, you know, brought it out of him or he was already ready for it. Mm. So it kind of married. Like it was definitely a lot of the album was pretty free flowing like, I think in the past we'd had um, some, you know, conflicts where we're like, oh, I think it should go like this and oh, I think it should go like that and, you know, the normal sorts of things. But with this one, it seemed pretty, yeah, pretty like everyone was kind of on the same page at the same time or mm. getting to the, a similar it's like place. We finished the last record and then we'd moved out of our old studio back into Morgan's bedroom and we were like, well, now we have a studio where we're paying rent for every week we should make music mm. and so we just made music and it wasn't the music me and morgan were making initially just wasn't for anything it was just like we're just making it and yeah i think the first song we were like oh maybe we'll just release as a tucker single or something sure. we're, like it was this half a song we just didn't really have we we're just making songs yeah the band generally don't go back to back like in records so I guess I was teeing up to maybe do something solo, and but then everyone agreed, let's now nah, let's back it up and mm. do another one, which I'm stoked about. That's what I always want because it's easier and more enjoyable making it with your best friends than it is the lonely road of doing another solo record. Like yeah. I really love doing my solo stuff, but just that you get lost in it and it's you know three times the amount of work, you know. So I'm I'm always happy when Thunders wanted, you know. Well, this is the first time we've really gone back to back a year after year, I guess. But yeah, that's what was so cool about this record because usually we have to psych ourselves up and go, need to make another record. Whereas this one just started off with like the concept organically just coming out. But yeah, there was no... Um, I'm also in another group, Jones Jr. And it's like all love songs. So I've, I've gotten pretty used to... Yeah. Um, yeah, artists writing love songs. That's true. I never really thought <laughs> of that. So, like, yeah, it wasn't. But yeah, I suppose when I first started like producing, I was kind of like, yeah, I want to make dark, like heavy rap mm. songs. Um, but yeah, kind of 15 years later. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to sound super lame, but yeah, you know, love becomes pretty important yeah. in your life as you get older and, and hardcore underground rap um, just, you know, probably doesn't speak to me how it used to. Um, so yeah, and I think, you know, the, the concept of I love songs, you know, when he kind of brought it to us, I think at first we're all kind of like, oh, it sounds a little bit immature or something like the, but as, uh, Tuck kind of explained the concept and we all kind of, yeah, started forming it, it really did make sense. And I think we all really tried to find something like we're all actively kind of looking for something else too. Like mm. that was kind of just the first kind of concept thrown at it. And then we're like, oh, maybe there's something else or we can elaborate on it. But then the more we tried to elaborate, we realized it all kind of came back to that. Mm. Sim it's simple, you know, we weren't trying to overcomplicate things with this huge political message and it, we wanted something, yeah, that was more yeah. know, easy, easy. I think, yeah, after our last record as well, it was really in depth. Like everyone we know is a simple title, but explaining what the record was about like you go on and on about it whereas you know i did explain it before in depth but i we could just as easily go i love songs it's about love songs yeah and it's about that we love music yeah we just wanted to make something simple 
because even the music itself like is a little less contrived and more free-flowing and you know we change the style of um, music a little bit I guess nothing major but yeah there's definitely more singing on there for a start yeah and so it just reflects the energy of the record a bit more you both touched on that actually um and i wanted to ask you because we had hilltop hoods on recently obviously they're gearing up for their new album as well and shouts to the hoods they're you know they're dads now and they were talking about how being dads was a massive influence on on the writing process and what it sounds like now and you mentioned you know what you may identify with 15 years ago isn't where you're at now how much do you guys identify like if you go back to that first record do you remember what it felt like, what you were going through? Are you completely separate now? It's really crazy. It's like um, on Thursday 20th, a day before the record came out, mm-hmm. was is actually, our, is actually our EP, like the day our EP came out. So the day of Yeah. Wow. 10 years. Yeah, we didn't even mean that, but like... Totally, yeah. And you have to drop on a Friday usually, so even if we wanted to, this is... Yeah. So it's literally 10 years of releasing music. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I was listening to it and I don't actually think we've changed that much. Like, I mean, there's definitely, like, we'll definitely go back to writing dark hip hop songs as well. But like, it's, there's been a common thread of always like having a really strong melody and um, like a a level of musicality, especially in in the actual beats that like Morgan's always had that isn't necessarily a stereotypical looped based hip hop. Mm. So, I mean, I think it's just been like, to tell you the truth, it's been really been natural progression. And then when we have put out a lot of love songs, like they always get received so crazy well for us that we just happen to like sharpen our craft in that area a bit more. And we naturally went there. And plus obviously getting older, like you're not as aggravated about some things as you were, you know, like kids and foot traffic <laughs> rolling their damn frisbees in the park. Yeah. I, I think on the production side too, it's like people say like, oh, you've production's changed so much or like, you know, it's gotten better or something, but, or it's, yeah, there, there'll be some comment, but really like it's so the same as how I've always mm. done it. Like obviously I'm, hopefully I'm getting better. You just make Your different, you make better yeah. choices yeah. About, about like the sample you use or something. But yeah, like I feel like when I'm making it, I'm doing the same steps mm. as I used to. I'm the things that get me inspired are the same things that will get me inspired back then. Mm. You know, like, whatever it may be like listening to records like I, I probably don't use as much samples as i used to like um i don't use any samples i would like to say on spoilers <laughs> yeah um, because this yeah why would you yeah <laughs> um but you know just definitely like still i put on a record and you know i just like something about the vibe of it and mm. dirty crustiness like i sometimes record i use a lot of just like vinyl noise in tracks like if the track's too clean i'll be like okay i need vinyl noise and so i'll be look flicking through different records to find the best vinyl noise like mm. it's literally just <laughs> yeah. silence on a record but it all sounds different yeah depending. you know so i do like yeah i'm still trying and, that's, to and that, that's a funny one if you think about it because all we did was sample before so the vinyl noise was always there yeah so we've changed to the point where we write cleaner production and have to go back and backwards yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well i mean a guy actually the hoods worked with as well that is on this album is adrian eagle um also arguably the nicest fucking guy in the world 
Um, I met him at Big Sound. Heart of gold. Oh my god, man! Like it's disgusting. He came to the podcast Big Sound and he asked me if I wanted a drink. I'm like, you're the fucking guest. Like, take a seat. I'll get you a drink. Absolute sweetheart. But I gotta ask, it did um did you guys find him first or did the hoods get to him first? Oh, get out of it, hoods. <laughs> <laughs> did the hoods nah. find him first? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm gonna shout out 360. I'm pretty sure 360 shared. 17 mm. again on Facebook. Film clip. Holy shit. And I, I watched it like three or four times in a row and I was just like, what is that accent? How did they make, how did oh, he make yeah. it, make that accent sound so cool? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's got a really, really cool way of delivery and yeah, he's amazing. But um, yeah, I think within like 24 hours, I was talking to him on Instagram or something mm. like, and um, so I don't know, I was pretty pretty hot off the ranks i reckon like <laughs> yeah. we, we got him we got I him on we'll first come on we got him, let's be fair we got him on tour and we he Way signed the to the track. same he signed <laughs> to the same management Way and before he, the hoods. and he and then he did um a track with this in, in the first day we met him like we literally wrote a song with yeah, him wow. in like three hours yeah so i don't know i'm gonna claim that oh, but but you know shouts to 60 for sharing it mm. yeah but we're not talking about sixty right now. We're talking about <laughs> hilltop hoods. If hilltop hoods asked about it first, you know, I'm saying we found it first. <laughs> yeah. They somehow knew, found out yeah. we're on the same label. Label started talking that we got a track with them. They yeah. quickly pushed their track out. Yeah. Oh, they have the same management as us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, Adrian Eagle was one of those ones. You know, like friends or. You know, they'll send you a track and be like, "Oh, you should check out this dude or whatever." And you know, often people, if they find something, you'll be like, oh, this is my person and I love mm. it. And, you know, everyone else should love it. But that was definitely one that Tucker showed us and we're all like, well, this dude's yeah. on one. Like, Yeah. So did you get in the studio with him or was more just kind of just sending stuff back and forth? We were like, man, let's connect. Let's do something. Mm. And then um, we just flew him up because we were looking for a singer to help us with backing vocals for our tour. And so we, we were thinking, get him for, to open the night, and then we'll get him up later in the in our set to help us sing mm. a few a few tracks because we just like vocal support because we're rappers, not singers, basically. Totally. And um, and while he was up there, we ran through the set, and then yeah, just sat down and nutted out a track. I think we nutted out two ideas. The other ideas were really dope, mm. but this is the one that stuck. Um, but yeah. There Super you have easy. It. Super, Super easy. Nice, dude. Yeah. He's tough to interview because he's so humble that like, you know, I was like, what was it like when with Hilltop and Thunders? Oh, it's just so great. So humble. Thank you. And you're like, give me <laughs> something, Adrian. He's like, oh, was just, it was just so great. Yeah, they're, they're so like, cool. Yeah. Boss. He's so Fuck great. Those yeah. Guys. Um, he actually he here, actually has a crazy story about Jay-Z. Ask him the story what? about... He didn't yeah. tell you the Jay-Z story? <laughs> if I had a story about Jay-Z, I'd wear on a fucking right, show. It's the, like, the, ask me about Jay-Z. It's the best fucking Jay-Z story ever. I don't even want to tell because I yeah, feel like I think, I'm going to miss something out. And, but I can't believe he went on a podcast. And <laughs> didn't mention it. He was just wrapped. Everything I asked him, he was like, it's just so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. Thank you so much. I'm it's a crazy it. story. Yeah, and like, what's remember uh, Cheese TV? yeah. Yeah, he, it was through Cheese TV. He won this, like, yeah. I don't want to oh, tell. Mean, like, yeah, so I feel it, like it's his story I feel like to it's tell. His story, but yeah, it's his like, story. Maybe yeah, mention yeah. Cheese TV to him next time. <laughs> but I think it was yeah, something to do with Cheese TV. He like called them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Tucker, I had a, I had a question for you, and off air, you kind of 
segued it for me. So yeah. I'm going to, it's kind of a two part question because I wanted to ask you guys now that, you know, you've, you've dropped this album, like similar to Hilltop Hoods, you guys, you would say you're in that top tier level of Australian hip hop, you're veterans now, and say someone like Adrian Eagle, you can kind of help him through the ranks. You guys know some people. Thanks, but we, we mentioned Eminem off air. Yes. And Eminem <laughs> right now has just dropped an album that is essentially is a massive fuck you to these young rappers who he claims are disrespecting the legacy of, of yeah. hip hop and, and what came before them. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the first part. You're not a fan of Kamikaze, correct? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to leave it there. So off, <laughs> off, off air, I was saying I hate Eminem right now because mm. we have the same release date as him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 surprise. Well, no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. That's wrong. Same he, release year. Same release year. <laughs> so not he, sure, he, yeah. He, fuck you up. No, 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 like it's kind of complex. So a couple of weeks ago he dropped. Yeah. He's still killing it. Yeah. Because he dissed MGK, MGK is now dropping, he's dropped a diss song, but now MGK is dropping an EP on this, dropped the EP the same day as us. So it's like we had a like, we, we thought that the release day was kind of open and we mm. might we might go pretty well. And now we're finding ourselves that we've got, you know, just juggernauts of the American hip-hop. The world's biggest beef. Yeah. The world's know. biggest beef getting in the way. Yeah. So, you know, I was just being like a bit petty, basically. Mm. I don't really even care. But to get to that, like I, it is it is fascinating, the whole Eminem, MGK thing. But like, you know, the argument of just new school versus old school or whatever, it's like... We can go down that route, but I kind of feel as if it's good music, it's good music. Yeah. And Eminem is just like making a really big publicity stunt because mm. he's a nerd rap, you mm. know? And nerd rap's cool, but so is trill rap, so is trap. Like, yeah. make a good song or I don't I care. actually reckon it all stinks of um, Jimmy Iovine, this whole thing. In what way? I just feel like it's all pre-worked out. I actually saw some conspiracy stuff that said that the, they have the same producer, same person that did um, MGK's, what's the first diss track called? Rap Devil. Rap Devil, yeah. Did like six cuts off Eminem's record. So it's like, oh, Jesus. Okay. you know, let's, because what's Eminem going to do? This is heaps of people. He's obviously wants to write heaps of beef tracks to mm. all these people mm. because that's a PA, like, you know, genius move. And so, to make sure there's at least one, go to, you know, make a scapegoat out of MGK. Mm. He's like, could do with the PR. So, totally. you know, I wouldn't be surprised. It's uh, Why not? Why? Like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, I don't feel like hip hop in Australia, there's nowhere near as much hostility as there is, say, in America. Like, there's just fuck yous back and forth. You know, they like, it's maybe cursor. As far as Australia goes, like as far as trying to be controversial and calling people out and, you know, it's saying also a smaller, and... way smaller market sure, to yeah. like 500 million people to 30 million people, like yeah. maybe squeeze another 100 million here and I reckon people might butt heads a bit more. Yeah. I think that definitely plays a factor, just the numbers game. Like, yeah. There's just not that many of us. Yeah. So the competition maybe isn't as crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really seem to do crazy publicity stunts, mm. you know. Even in Australian music, who really does them? Like that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not our. It's maybe it's a cultural thing too. Mm. But there's not that necessity to be. Look at me. I need you to look at me now. 
because I'm dropping a record. Mm. Maybe we've got something to learn in that regard. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I was thinking about writing an, like a diss to MGK <laughs> about a release date. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah. <laughs> Do it, bro. I swear, like the, you guys are just writing my segues perfectly. You've done it again because that's another thing I want to talk about is this album, obviously, uh, as far as the Ari chart's concerned, will chart next week. Uh, I believe the last album charted at number two. The last one charted at three. Yeah. <laughs> Are we looking at number one? Do we give a fuck if it comes in at number one? How much does that stuff matter to you guys? It's good for your ego. I mean, it looks fun. It looks fun. You get a little trophy. No. Yeah, I think people think like, oh, you got number one. Like, what What sort of check did you get? Like, you yeah. got a hundred grand. There's no... Yeah. There's no... I think you get a little Aussie little oh, statue. You? Oh, you get the Aria number one thing. Yeah, it's triangle in a, it's guy. In a, mm. No, it's in like a little Aussie... I think it's like the Aussie map. And Aussie like map. One. Oh, one. And that's yours. Core blimey, That's mate. yours for life. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, I can Jared tell by Benjamin. the tone of your voice, you don't give a fuck. I'm... Yeah, I can, I'm not speaking for Tucker, but yeah, personally, like... Yeah, I don't get too caught up in those sorts mm. of things. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I think it's both. You know, like it's I mean, you sell the same regardless if you, we get one or two. Yeah, it's just like what day you choose to release on. I mean, mm. we went for a release date that was emptier, purely for attention, so we could have more attention, and. Um, you know, that didn't work out. <laughs> oh man, fuck. How do you think Tash Sultana and Troy Savant? Man, well, we were going to release on that date and then we we're like, Ta- Tash and Troy are both like juggernauts. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, just let them have that date and yeah. we'll push it back. Um, and then Eminem Friday morning just says, sorry. Yeah. So I don't know. I, d- I doubt we'll actually get one, but who cares? Yeah. But if we got one, that'd be cool. I don't think I've ever won anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what about Arias? Are you, would you would this album be eligible for the Arias? Or it's gonna be next year. Not this year's. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. No. Yeah. It well, I mean, be. if, if <laughs> Hilltop Hoods will probably if they release, they'll probably get it. Mm-hmm. Shouts to the Hoods. That a um, chocolate fountain one year when we went to the Arias. Yeah. What an after that was party? The, no, that was like the after, after party. party. Yeah. What Hoods did or like whoever? Hosted? No, was that the uh, Universal? Shout out to Universal. Yeah. Homeboy in there. <laughs> um, yeah, but they had this dope ass chocolate fountain. And um, yeah, it's, someone gave me this crazy weird cigarette. I don't know. It made me feel super hungry. And then I, <laughs> I, just, I was just chilling by just that stationed chocolate. by the chocolate fountain. no one would eat it. Everyone was like just taking photos of it. I was like, fuck Get this in. shit. I was with Pig and Duck guys actually. And they're not sure. even on Universal, are they? Are they? No. no, they're not even. No. Not, but they were there, <laughs> and they were fucking right in that chocolate fountain. Yeah, <laughs> why wouldn't you be? Exactly. So yeah, I'm. I'm actually, as you can tell, chocolate excited. Aria number one. It'd no. be nice, but it's not chocolate. Give fountain. or take. But if there's chocolate, you're there. If it means I get my own chocolate fountain, <laughs> we're starting to talk. Yeah. Nice. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Uh, the album is "I Love Songs." It's out right now. Uh, are we going to be touring soon in support yes. of this album? Yes, we are. Um, November, December, right. I Love Songs Tour hitting all capital cities, I'm pretty sure. Darwin will be back coming back for you. That's basically the only main city we don't go. Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming by. Thank and you. And we'll, uh, we'll chat soon. Thank Peace. you. Peace.